Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like, thanks to this week's film, I've managed to create a new game that you can play while watching films. A game that I am calling Cliché Bingo. Now, Cliché Bingo can also be turned into a drinking game, but a small warning for you people at home. If you do play Cliché Bingo with this week's film, you will be more than hammered by the one hour mark. I promise you this. Now, my name is Liam. I'm the host for this lovely, lovely podcast. And sitting opposite me through the powers of the internet, it is my partner in Jedi crime. It's Tobias. Ladies and gentlemen, he did that in one take. Woo! I have it written down. It's Andy. Normally, we have to do several of these. I've had properly, I had properly scripted it in front of me. I, I, I guess, because that was a lot of work. <laughs> that That's lot. why. Because I remember the ones that are like one sentence and they just don't happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you're not, you're not sure. And also, because you've put this little kind of filter background on, your hands have disappeared. Oh, they're, they're back now. They're back now. <laughs> they disappeared into the into the darkness. It just right. means that, because one thing I've noticed when we do this is I distract myself by seeing cats move around. Oh. Jumping onto the cat tree. So I was like, I will remove that. Now, what will happen is one of them will jump on up onto my shoulder and appear in the filter and scare the bejeebas out of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you'll hear, it, you'll hear a Liam scream. <laughs> Do you want to know what we watched? I mean, oh, you should know. We, watched it. we did watch a film. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this week on the Manic Film Club, we watched Just Like Heaven. Shortly after moving into a new apartment, David has an unwelcome visitor, the spirit of Elizabeth Masterson, who asserts that her place is hers. Cast, Reese Witherspoon, Mark Ruffalo, Donald Logue, director, Mark Waters. So, you know what? I love Reese Witherspoon. Mm. I prefer Reese without a spoon. And yes, I will always make these jokes. (laughs) You know what? I did think when... Think of the introduction to this episode. If I could fit that classic mugging joke in, like, oh, have you heard about the celebrity that's been, been, been yeah, but you've already done that to me on a podcast. Yeah, that's true. So it's just not as good. I can't even. I don't. I can't remember if you fell for it or not. I did. Awesome. Brilliant. I did. Brilliant. Um. um yeah. yeah. No. So we watched that. So there was a ghost in it. There was a ghost in it. There was a ghost in it. Um. My first question. Now I'm going to do that thing where I assume that everyone who's listening to this podcast. I've seen it. Well, the thing is, not only is it accessible on Netflix, but it's also 15 years old. Oh, yes. It's so not you've had time to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, at the same time, you don't want to yeah. be spoiled. Typically, yeah, you might want to watch it. We haven't seen it. Uh, but, you know, this is the film club. It's silly of you to just listen to it. Unless you have no plan and you are just going to listen to our views on it. Which is fair. Well, I mean, right. So Elizabeth, played by Reese, yep. uh, is in a car accident. Yeah. So my question will be, why does she appear at the flat? My this is always why does she go back? The thing is, I thought that as well. This is very much going by the idea of if you die and you've got unfinished business, or you're put in a position where your spirit is is loose from your body, you seem to not be tethered to one spot. Well, that's good because she travels around a lot. (laughs) I'm assuming that is because spoilers very early on, she's not dead; she's in a coma. So, and I think maybe if she was dead, she might have been tethered to a certain maybe the area where the the accident happened. But maybe because she wasn't dead, she was just like in between. She was like free to wander. Well, this is going to be the thing of she was in a coma. She actually technically wasn't dead. So if she's not really a ghost. It's like, more of like an astral plane. Yeah, I was thing. about to say it's more like an astral bow. Yeah, 
it's more like astral projection, really, isn't it? Listeners, that was Liam opening a can. <laughs> um, I do agree, because it, it is something that I thought. I was like, well, why do you keep appearing here? Yeah. Um, okay. I won't going to go... Well, I've already started on the negatives. But I'll go into the positives. I mean, it's a rom-com. And we, mm. we, we chose a rom-com because this is our Valentine's Day episode of the film club. Very, very romantic. You're romantic. Well... Two people fell in love. Oh. One of them was a ghost. Yeah, it astral happens. projection. It happens. It, happens. it does. Uh, it's such a common thing. Yeah. Um. I. Oh no. Okay. No, I can't. I've got to go in for the things I don't like. Right. <laughs> you, you know the bit. Strap in, folks. Right. When Mark Ruffalo. Now I like Mark Ruffalo. A very young-looking Mark Ruffalo as well. It was a while ago. It okay. Was, yeah. He, he came the Hulk. I knew because I knew he was in it, but obviously, when he first comes on screen, because obviously there's about 10 15 minutes of Reese before she dies, well, gets into the coma. Um, yeah. And then when he first appears, I was like, wow, you look young, knowing he was going to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, right, okay. This is not going to, this is not going to favor me with certain fans of his. No. I've never, right, I do like Mike Ruffalo, but I'm not actually sure he can act that well. Oh, do you know what? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He is always Mark Ruffalo mm. in whatever role he plays. Yeah. He can be serious Mark Ruffalo. Or silly Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we got. Because honestly, this is one of my first eye roll moments of the film, really. Was where? Huh? One of many? Well, yeah, there was a few. Uh, but this was... Well, can I guess what it is, please? Oh, go, go on, go on. Guess. Is it when he falls off the red sofa with no back? Yes. See, I'm a <laughs> He knew there was a middle bit. You wouldn't intentionally go and yeah. sit on the bit where there was no back. I did exactly the same thing because he sat purposely on the corner of like the middle thing and then fell off backwards so clumsily. Yeah, and like this is the first of many, many eye rolls in this film, but it's also the first of many unnecessarily over the top moments. Yeah. Oh, so many. Yeah. Now it's interesting because whoever I told that I, we were reviewing this, yeah, they all said, "Oh, I like that film." They were all positive about the film. <laughs> and I'm not going to say I didn't like the film. It was a fun I, film. Yeah. And I actually, it was through it that I thought back to our first season of the film club. Right, okay. Where actually, we went off a ready-made list yeah. of these are the best Netflix films. Yeah. So actually, we knew that even if we didn't like them, there would be a quality to them. Yeah. This, I think, was the first film that we've done where it's the generic film. Oh, this is a fits the mold. I made the joke about cliches, but this film is is rife with cliches, left, right, and center. Every scene is full of them, and yeah. to the point of you do eye roll, you go, "Ugh, of course." Yes. Um, you ha it's actually you kind of have to suspend logic for a lot of it. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, obviously, ignore <laughs> the ghost element. I just mean that certain things happen and you're like, of course that happens. Why wouldn't that happen? Well, there is actually, I would say, no surprises. Oh, no, no surprises. the film is beyond predictable. Uh, if you can't work out how the film's going to end by the first... Well, once you've been introduced to, actually, the premise. Once you've been introduced to the premise. <laughs> yeah. It, it's either going to be, tongue-in-cheek, he's going to get killed off and they'll go off together. 
as like spirits. I didn't think that would be the case. I have seen a couple of where they do that. It's like a, almost like a curveball that you kind of expect. Um, yeah. Did you get? Did you predict she was in a coma? Um, let me. Amanda did. I watched it with Amanda, and Amanda predicted the, the coma as well. I. I don't think I predicted it because I don't think I doubted it. Hmm. I didn't actively go, aha, this is what's going to have happened. Oh, I wasn't hunting it out, but as soon as they made a point of saying they were visiting the, the hospital, I was like, okay. I, I came up with, and I guess you could say I was wrong. So this is right. the thing that I did not predict because I think I predicted something more dramatic. Hmm. I predicted that matey Donald Logue, who we know from Gotham, yeah, that was a nice surprise. Yeah. I thought he'd be the one who actually killed her. Was driving I'm doing, the truck. I'm, I'm doing air quotes here, which is no yeah. use on I, I thought but, that as well when she said she like recognised him. I yeah, didn't I, I thought, thought that he was going to be the old friend. I didn't, I didn't call that. No, because oh, I suppose it makes... I mean, it makes It sense. was a forced moment, realistically. Yeah, it, it was. But there was no... Everything played out how you'd expect it to. Yeah. Um, Even with the sexy neighbour, who once you were introduced to the sexy neighbour... Oh, the sexy neighbour was just a sexy neighbour. I'm sorry, there was a scene which involved her dropping a towel and going, oops. Yeah, I mean, that was... Out loud. Yeah. I know. I will say, there were a couple of moments that outright made me laugh out loud, but that wasn't necessarily through quality. No. The thing is, I didn't... I hate I've seen worse rom coms. I've definitely seen worse rom coms. Oh, easily, yeah. Um uh, I, I think this is probably a good moment to mention. Liam's overacted moment of the week. Um, <laughs> and that's not as the title suggests of my moment of overacting. because <laughs> um, that's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it was when they walked into the restaurant and the guy basically had what looked like a over the top heart attack where he, he stood up from his chair, flung his arms in the air basically screamed and then collapsed backwards as if fainting in an old-fashioned film. And I was like, well, that was a bit much. Yeah. So over the top. It, to be honest, I don't and, think uh, the film knew what it wanted to be in some no, cases. No, it was a little bit mixed, like, uh, approaches. But I also wonder, whose fault is that? Do you put it at the director? Was it a studio? Was it the actor's choices? Hmm. Because actually, I did find the cast quite likable. I do like Mark Ruffalo. I there's, do like... Yeah, there's, nothing un, there's nothing unlikable about them, is there? Apparently, and I will say, I, I did do much research after the film. Uh, I basically just looked at what had the, the director done previously or since. I Literally, as we speak, doing that. Because yeah. I had uh, it before, and it makes perfect sense. John Hader, who played... Oh, I can't remember what the character's name. You know the one? Uh, I'll, uh, I want to say Daryl. Yeah, the one they go to for advice. To kind of, he's like a medium. He kind of is the one who can who, sense. By the end of the film, I was like, are you God? No. <laughs> At the end, when it, it pans out and the whole thing looked like it, it was inside a snow globe. All right. He, he's famous for a film I've never seen, but it's an I've, iconic I've called Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, I've never seen it either. Right. But apparently this film put an end to the rumour that he had died after making that film. <laughs> And it was like, no, he's in this film. I just like the fact that it was a film about a dead person, supposedly. Yeah. Put to rest that someone else wasn't dead. 
Yeah. Um, to focus on um, the director, Mark uh, Waters, yes. I'm just looking at him for the first time. Now, finding out that he was the director behind Freaky Friday, Mean Girls, Mr. and Mr. Popper's Penguins makes perfect sense to me because I can see all of that kind of styling here, mm-hmm. that larger than life, a little bit unbelievable, but just within the realms of believability. I can I can see that all here and the style of like the acting and all that perfectly. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen most of those. I've, I've seen Mean Girls. Everyone's seen Mean Girls. I mean, so, yeah, he I mean... Direct mean Girls. Sorry? Yeah, he, he, direct, he was director. I imagine that's, it was co-director, because I'm pretty sure Tina Fey was also that's director. That's what I, I thought it was Tina Fey. I mean, Tina Fey was, was definitely writer and producer, but I imagine she was co-director. Hang on, because I thought I'd actually... Mean Girls. Let me click on it. Um, yes, he did direct it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And this actually was only the year after. I've seen Bad Santa 2, I think. Have you seen Bad Santa 1? Well, yeah, I don't. I haven't. I've never seen them. I mean, actually, all these... I imagine that Girl Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, which is another one of his films, is pretty much this film, but with... More. <laughs> yeah, more ghosts. I, I just I've... imagine that's basically the film. I think um, this is yeah. a very similar kind of concept. Of, I watched the remake of Blythe Spirit the other day, and it's basically the same kind of plot, really. Is it? Well, Blythe Spirit You're is... You're going to spoil Blythe no, Spirit. No, the now. whole premise of Blythe Spirit is a writer um, gets writer's block. Um, he's, he's married to his second wife, goes to see a medium to get... Because he thinks, I can base my, my new um, crime novel on a killer who's doing it through like a medium he goes to a medium and she accidentally basically resurrects the spirit of his ex-wife who yeah. had died and that is the whole premise it is funny it's good but it's it's the second film within about a week with a very similar premise okay of, um and actually i'd say that this blood spirit is better presented than this because it's more straight laced even though it is a comedy um it's although it's not the worst one for doing this you know when there's certain comedies where because they want everything to be a bit haphazard and not to go well yeah the characters don't talk sensibly they don't try to convey something in a normal way of conveying there's it. no believability in a lot of this is there. no so rather than help someone understand what's going on yeah and i felt that a lot of the scenes didn't take things far enough in a logical they didn't sense. progress a story a lot of the time did they and i will say they they broke their own rules like um, the character, I think is it Elizabeth? Yeah. Reese with the spoon's character. She yeah. said makes a point very early on of saying to um, uh, is it Daniel or David? Mark Ruffalo's character. David. Yeah. If I I I don't think I exist when you're not around. She says whenever I'm not near you, I'm not. I don't exist. That she said that, and she proved that by walking out of the, when he one of the second times he saw her, she walked out of the room, and once she was out of his area, she disappeared. Yeah. She said that more than once in the early part of the film. However, they decided to ignore that once they got to the hospital and he left her there. Yeah. And she went and ventured around the hospital alone. Yes, actually. I didn't consider that. No, and it was something... It, again, it's a detail that you can go, it's just it's just something small, it doesn't matter. But from a point of view, why vocalise that kind of trait? If yeah, it's then it's not, not... going to be carried out. Unless that's just what she's assuming is happening and that's not cemented. But it just felt annoying. It's almost like the gun rule of don't put your gun in if you're not going to use it. Why yeah. tell us a rule and then break it? Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, she's in denial for the first, well, maybe not half, but she for, there's a while where yeah. she's in refusal. 
fair play. Fair um, play. But I, I will say that I did think, despite the first 10, 15 minutes of actually like watching her be a doctor, once... Actually, no, from point go of the film, it got into him and her very quickly. He basically viewed three flats, moved in, and then by the end of a montage was screaming in her face when they turned to yeah. meet each other. It was a very quick intro. And actually, I'm a little bit thankful for that because a lot of films take so long to get into their main hook of the story. And sometimes yeah. your, your leading is too long. Who would you say was the main character? She was billed first, but who do you think was the main character? He is definitely the lead character. That's what I'd say, yeah. But not if you look at the cover of the film. <laughs> well, no, because obviously, especially at the time, she was the star. Reese Witherspoon is what it was. Um, definitely before Avengers and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Much bigger. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, without tracking his career, this is probably one of his bigger films at the time. I can honestly say, I can't think of a film... That I've seen that he is the like main male lead in. No, I mean let's face it, he's not even had a Hulk film. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I mean, mind I, you, actually, what I've just, I've, I, I haven't seen Zodiac. Have you not seen? I Zodiac? haven't seen Zodiac. It's one of those I, I keep meaning to watch. Probably, it's one I would like to watch. I just, I, I never have. We rewatched um, Now You See Me one lately, and he's obviously in it. Yeah, but then uh, it's not really. No, he's he's definitely not lead, no. but he's he's ensemble really, isn't he? Yeah, kind of lead ensemble. Um, I mean, I like him. He's I'm happy to see him. Like I wasn't like, oh god, it's him again. He's a he's an actor that I I do actually like watching, but I do agree with you. I question his actual acting ability. He's just Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, and I will always maintain, and he's got to get there quickly. Someone needs to make a film of Columbo now. Because I well, think Mark Ruffalo would be good as Columbo. The thing is, now is the perfect time. They're remaking all the classics. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're just re- <laughs> That is true. Maybe they could do it as like a homage to him, you know, because now they've just remade uh, the famous American series, Texas Walker Ranger. Yes, they did. With, with um, Jared, Jared Padalecki from Supernatural, haven't they? Yeah. And I believe, from what I'm hearing, um, Jensen Ackles is going on board with it as well. Really? Doing, doing, I think he's like a, a guest appearance in one of the episodes. Because it was like, I saw the arc I saw was, was Supernatural cast reunited. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, this film doesn't hold surprises. If you want a film that's going to be cutting edge and like um, stuff you've not seen before, a twist on the genre, this isn't it. This no. is a run of the mill, out of the mould kind of thing. But that in itself is if that's the kind of film yeah. you like. Yeah. Actually, I don't think you'll be disappointed. This is an easy watch that you can just shove on. It's yeah, it's it's a warm, fuzzy feeling. I watched it in two parts with about twenty minutes between <laughs> because well, the problem is when I make a decision to watch a film in the day and include Amanda, we have yeah. to accept that the kids are about, so we yeah. have to be selective with the film. This was actually the ideal film yeah. because most of the time when you do that, you lose the momentum of the film. I didn't feel like this film had any momentum, not really. No, it's not hardcore momentum. Uh, what I will say, I mean, it's only about ninety minutes. Yeah, which um, is a good length for a film. Yeah, it's a this one, uh, it's it's an easy watch. Uh, definitely switch your brain off for it. Yeah, you don't need more than that. No, there's there's no real plot to worry about. Uh, it will you'll be able to follow it. You're not going to get confused with right. whoever anyone is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit of an odd one. It's not a bad film. No, I agree. It's just, it, it exists. 
I guess the effects were all right for the film of the I age. Mean, this is what, what 2005 this film was, and obviously yeah. there was a, there was a lot of a hand facing through an item. Yeah, um, she walked f- through through him at one point. Also, she possessed him at one point. Yeah, which was used once. And I feel like there was definitely there was a scene later on where he went to her sister's house to persuade him that she was he, she was not dead. Yeah, that would have been a perfect chance for her to pos- possess him again. She could have also really freaked out the children. I'm just saying. Well, one of the kids could definitely see her. Yeah, yeah. and that was a wait. There was a lot of wasted opportunities. Yes, I do wonder if it was one of those scripts where there was a lot more, maybe, and maybe. for the reason it got cut. Originally, out. it was actually a really gritty true crime drama. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. But by the end of it, we find out that actually they were destined to be together because he was the blind date that she was meant to go on. And again, she... I I did call that maybe he'd be the guy who was set up originally, but that was you know. Yeah. It, the problem is, it was a very predictable film. It was. But I said, um, I, it doesn't always count against the film because it is that kind of film. No, because I would say, and we might be different because we haven't obviously got to anywhere near rating it. No. Um, but this is more my kind of film than the Flat Earth documentary that we watched. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I would rather, I quite like rom coms. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's that kind of. Um, there was a song written for it. Yep. But it was covered. It was it was covered. Uh what was it? Hang on. What it was, was written it? by the cure and covered by Katie Mellower, I believe. Yes, and both versions are in the Isn't it called Just Like Heaven? Or something yes, like it's just I like Heaven. I think it's just yeah. Why was I struggling to find the I was gonna say, isn't the song isn't the title, title of the film? film? Right, I, so she, yeah. she changed the words to he from a she. To uh, make but, heterosexual yes, story. Uh, but both versions were yeah. on the end credits. Um, other, right, big, well-known critics, some didn't rate it that high. Others actually did rate it medium, because they basically said, what we've said is predictable. Yeah. It is shade, but it's, it's all right. The cast are, you I like, the, the cast it, are likeable. Yeah. There's nothing actually really not like about the film. It would be easy to go into it going, it was predictable, it was tropey, it was cliche-y. Uh, boo! But actually, yeah, I don't think they're necessarily negative points. They're just what they are. Yeah, I, if it just came on TV, I don't think I'd feel the immediate need to turn it over. No, I, I, agree. Think I'd go, I agree. Oh, it's you. It's this. You know. Yeah. And what I was saying about effects earlier, and like you said, she does possess someone. She goes through a table and all this kind of stuff. There is a thing that films get very wrong. Things are normally so signposted because they look different. They look different on the screen. You can tell something's going to warp through something. But actually, I felt it was all right from that point of view. No, yeah, that's, that's true. And actually, they did avoid some tropes. Considering it's a ghost film, at no point did she pick anything up and make it float. No. They, they did actually stick to she can't touch stuff. Yeah. Um, so actually, that all worked. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm perfectly happy with that. Uh, so music was fine. Didn't really notice the music uh, from a direction. No, I can't say I noticed any music. To be honest, really, direction never distracted me. That could mean from a it was by the numbers. I don't. Yeah. But at the same was. time, I've already mentioned the effects, and that is part of direction. I would say so, that writing wise, I do think the, the dialogue was clunky. It, it was, was not comfortable. It was not comfortable dialogue. It wasn't realistic dialogue. But again, that it falls under the, the phrase of it is what it is. 
I mean, right. When it comes to dialogue, I would say, and this is what the listeners won't know. As a writer, I think I'm pretty good with dialogue. Yeah. I, I believe I could have written a better film. Yeah, it is. The problem is it is not a realistic script. They don't say things that you would actually say. They don't react to a situation the way you probably would react to a situation. He accepts that there's a ghost very quickly. Very quickly. Unnecessarily quickly. the sexy neighbour. Who lets herself into the house. He's literally talking to a ghost in front of her. Oh. And she's all right about it. (laughs) Throughout the whole film, he he is talking to the side of him constantly and no one really bats an eyelid. But yeah, sexy neighbour. There's a point where he shouts the ghost's name and watches her walk past him and behind him. And then... Sexy Neighbour's response, who, and I will point out, the character probably has a name. Sexy Neighbour, yeah. though, her response is to drop her towel and go, oops. Yeah, pretty much. Very much. Uh, the, I think one of my favourite moments, to pick out something good, I liked it when Donald Logue's character was doing rock, paper, scissors behind his back. That was good. I just, I enjoyed that because she's behind his back telling Mark Ruffalo what's happening to prove that there's a ghost there. Yeah. And like he's flipping me off. <laughs> and, yeah, and that was good. It was and one of the I moments that did make me chuckle. To be honest, because the friend is one of those things of he's almost one of the more realistic ones. He's going, there isn't a ghost, but I might need your help. So <laughs> you I, the phrase he used, and I liked it. I can I can feel it. Is is <laughs> one day I might I'm probably going to need your help to hide a natural body, and yeah. I don't want to hear any comeback from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fair, fair play, fair yeah. play. Uh, you know, all those bodies we've hidden. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll do a manic. Um, uh, but I mean, as this is a pretty by the by film, I don't think I'm that far off of rating it, to be honest. I'm good to rate it now. Okay, cool. Now, here at the Manic Film Club, we don't rate it on a scale of like one out of five or a proper like scaling range, like Rod Tomatoes, who gave this a 55%, which I think is pretty, pretty like. Uh, standard really for this kind of film um so tobias we simply say is it a hit or is it a miss a hit being did we like the film would we rewatch it would we tell people about it uh rewatchability general all-round enjoyment and a miss and a miss is the direct opposite now <laughs> tobias yeah was this just like heaven or was it more like hell for you it wasn't hell <laughs> because i've seen a lot worse yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, in fact, I mean, this is our third one of this year. And it's my second favourite. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's, for, for me, it's difficult because I've kind of, I could have gone more to town on it in this yeah. review. But I actually don't feel negative enough to give it a miss. I, for me, it's the softest of hits because actually it is easy to watch. The yeah. cast are likeable. And if you're looking for a rom-com, why not? Yeah, okay. That's fair. Okay, right. My opinion is that I agree fully with the sense of that I didn't dislike this film enough to give it a a miss or a soft miss. However, I would say that this film, for me at least, personally, very much ranges on the massively forgettable range. I will probably forget this film by by a day or so to the point of even while watching i was forgetting what its title was i'm not lying halfway through part of me went have i seen this (laughs) i might have done 
I might it when it came out. Maybe. I mean, (laughs) for me, this is massively forgettable because it ticks the boxes. It goes through the rom-com motions. Um, And I mean, for that reason, I'm going to give it a soft hit because I did enjoy it and it did make me laugh. Yeah. But not always for the right reasons, and I, I can't give it a, a, like a, a full hit for no, me. Basically, what we've given it is a soft hit. Yeah, this is a mediocre, standard, run-of-the-mill rom-com, but don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, it might just be what you want to see. And actually, if you're just looking for some easy watching, as I said, if it just came on the TV, yeah, I'd probably let it run. Well, I can tell you that I cooked a whole chicken in the time that this... This film was on. That involved going in and out to the kitchen once or twice. So, and it was like, that's fine. I could do that while I'm doing this. So, yeah. it, you can you can pop it on, make yourself a cup of tea, you know, just just chill. It's an easy watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, something to cuddle up to on the sofa too, because it's actually it is, it yeah. is, and that's what how maybe we should have watched it, Liam. <laughs> and there will come a time when our <laughs> Our episodes will be filmed together and we'll snuggle up, we'll share popcorn, I'll throw it in your mouth, you'll throw yeah. it in my mouth, we'll get a little food fight. Like I'll be wearing gloves, we'll be two metres apart, <laughs> and I'll be breaking my restraining order. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tobias, what are yeah. we going to watch next time? Next time on the Manic Film Club, Steve Jobs. By keying in on three crucial points in his career, this biopic shows the human foibles and visionary fearlessness of the man who made the Mac. Cast, Michael Fassbender, Kate Winslet, Seth Rogen, directed by Danny Boyle. Yes, so this is fitting into our biographical um, category as we're doing categories and genres for each episode. So this is our biographical film. Yeah. Okay, I mean, clearly, obviously, it's not one I've seen. We haven't seen any of these. Um, again, it is one that I'm interested in, and I'm surprised I haven't seen it yet. I'm surprised you haven't seen this, to be honest. I actually don't watch so many biopics, to be honest. No, but actually, for me, I think it's more about what it is and who it is. In yeah. the same way that I, I, I know that it's not the same, but, like, you know how um, The Social Network is what it is? That's Which not I a biographical. I have that one, yeah. But that's not a biographical, really, is it? Because it's, dra- it's like a dramatisation of it. Yeah. Um, I, I no, I just thought you might have watched this already, but um, no, I, it's one I'm actually quite interested to see more than anything. Yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I actually expect to like it more than this film. I would have thought so, and more than Flat Earth, which yeah. I struggled with. But on the note, on the note of um, behind the curve, um, yeah. when we put the episode out, obviously, if anyone who follows us on Twitter will know this. Yeah. I've ta- I tagged a couple of the creators in it. Yes, I tagged um one of the scientists um ah oh, she got a strange name a uh, Hannah Law something something two a double barrel surname that I can't dark remember ha- something something dark side double barrel side <laughs> and the thing is my Twitter now just thinks I want to see all of her notifications I don't follow <laughs> her but I'm getting little like updates on my phone when it's locked to say uh, Hannah Law has has updated her Twitter. A tweet and I'm like, you okay, thanks for telling cool. me. Cool, <laughs> but you know what? I'd rather that than it going. Did you know something's happening in the in the flat Earth world? Yeah. <laughs> um, but on the note of Twitter, obviously, when this episode comes out, Tobias will release a poll over on Twitter, so yeah. you can have your say to see if you thought the film was a hit or a miss. Yes, indeed, indeedly. Um, and that is at the Manic with two N's. Very, Very important. important. 
But that has recently been the best way to keep up to date with us. But not anymore. No. You're, it's outdated now. Outdated it is. What's the best way to find out, Tobias? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a patron. We do indeed. You can pay for a minimum, a minimum of £1.20. And you get to come into our Discord community. You do indeed. The Manic Discord server. Yeah, and that's where any news and stuff, we go to there immediately. Yeah, we, we have a chat. If we're going to play games, we we play Among Us with some of the, the followers. Yeah. yeah, it's a good old little little time in there. For a minimum of £1.20. And that's the lower tier, clearly, but that but there are higher tiers with other special in, exclusive. Oh, yeah. Content. There's way more exclusivity. I can't say it. I don't know why I tried. Exclusivity. Exclusive stuff. Exclusive stuff. And the link to our Patreon, as well as all of our socials, will be in the link tree in the description below. So click on there. Have a look at have a look through all the things we have to offer and enjoy the manic universe as it currently exists. Oh, is, it, is it a shared universe? It is a shared universe, but it's just the two of us at the moment. It's a very well, small shared universe. Well, no, there's, there's people in the Discord. They're sharing oh, that's true. I meant, I meant the, the manic universe as a general thing. It yeah. can't be anymore. It's based on our names. That is true. We that have to check the name of everything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, other than that, um, I think, Tobias, it's time to say goodbye. All right. Be off with you. Be off with you. Be gone. <laughs> off my lamp. <laughs> <laughs> stay safe, everybody. And most importantly, stay manic.